Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Jen Boyles. Today, we are going down under to speak with Bart Sobies, the founder of iBook.online. Hi, Bart. It's so great to have you with me today. I'm super pumped to be on this podcast. I'm super pumped to talk to you. I'm super pumped about the topic. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Great. Okay, let's get right into it. I want to hear about your background. We can hear that you're in Australia, so... And I know it's nighttime there, it's morning here. So let's try and connect in the middle here. Tell me about your background. I'm the founder and CEO of iBooked.online. We are a direct booking platform and we help hosts get more direct bookings through this platform. We differentiate ourselves because we actually look at the whole equation of how people go and they book. We talk to you about things like guest avatars. We talked to you about marketing and finding better ways for your site to operate. Beyond that, Jen, I run The Accommodation Show, which is another podcast talking to great people within the industry like yourself and helping people with their accommodation businesses and strengthening what they do. And oh, there was oh, one last thing as well. I'm also a board member of Astra, which is Australian Short-Term Rental Association, which is basically a body which helps to represent short-term rentals within Australia. I am based out of Australia, as you clearly identified, but my origins, actually, I, I lived in the UK. I don't know if you knew that, but I lived there for 10, 15 years. I did all my formative years over there, and then I Move back to Australia. So even though I am in Australia, distance is no longer an issue. It doesn't really matter where you're from. We work with all sorts of clients all over the world. Yeah, it is great. The world is so much smaller now, isn't it? Yeah, and particularly after COVID, I think that, I mean, I always knew that, that we were very close, but now it's a lot more acceptable. People are okay. Yes. You know, if I, if I call a client from an Australian number, people pick it up as though they're talking to someone locally. So that, that's a really nice thing is that we can feel as though we're in the same room, even though we're so far apart. Yes. No, I totally agree with you. I know previous to the pandemic in a previous career, I guess, I was a digital nomad and I worked oh. through all different places, but it was before you'd heard about them. I didn't have a, a title, if you will. 
but I'd have to lie to clients to where I was because uh, they didn't understand that I could work sense. from yeah. Austria yeah. or France or wherever I was. So now I think it's a silver lining from the pandemic is that those barriers are no longer there. And look, I think just for, for the audience, it, it's super interesting. This whole digital nomad segment of the tourism industry has has ballooned. You know, if mm-hmm. you're a host, it's a, it's an actual category that you can target for longer stays. So, you know, two weeks, 30 days, a couple of months, because there's governments around the world. And I was reading about this the other day. I believe that you can go to Colombia and they will put you up for a couple of years being a digital nomad. So governments are encouraging digital nomads to come and work in their countries as long as they're earning enough money because it's supporting the local economy and you're not taking other people's jobs. So it's a really win-win situation for for those countries. So two things I recommend. One, give it a try. Two, uh, target those people if you're looking to get more direct bookings. Yeah, no, that's a great tip there. So tell us about how you got into hospitality, because I know you were doing something slightly different before getting into hospitality. Yeah, look, uh, I've always been into technology and marketing and helping business owners with the technology side of things. I've got a deep understanding of how things are connected, how to get the most out of systems, how people use technology within their everyday lives, and how we can get the most out of those customers. And I, so I've been doing that since I've been 50, since I was 15 years old. So over 20 years, I don't, I'm not going to give my exact age, (laughs) but uh, I started working for a company that was doing online ordering. So ordering for restaurants. And this was before the days where it was even popular before Uber Eats. And we would call up the restaurant owner and say, Hey, you need a website. Now they'd say, well, what? He said, yeah, you need a website because people want to order food online. And there's a, a, a website to do what online? And then, and then the, 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 the discussion, I'll say, do you want a pizza or not? And you're like, no, 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 I want, I want you to buy a website. And they'll just hang up the phone, right? No one's going to order online. That was the days when, when I was sort of started looking at hospitality. And I've been fortunate enough to land into the hospitality field because my background, my family background is all hospitality. I love the sharing economy as well, which is something which has been very, very important to my formative years. So that kind of hospitality, technology, smashing it all together. And then four years ago, I created iBooked Online because I saw that all the stuff that's going on in this industry, it's very, very hard as a small business owner to know where to pay attention to when you're looking at direct bookings. There's nobody or very few people, apart from yourself, really knows uh, or can empathize with the situation of the business owner. Because Mm -hmm. a business owner doesn't have time to sit there and do 50 million Instagram posts and create a whole community and all that. Because if you became an expert at that, you should be doing Instagram rather than doing the hospitality side. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm kind of digressing. No, but they've got, you've hit the nail on the head because they've got so many things in their lives. They're running a business and they've got everything that goes along with that. And the marketing and the direct bookings is only one piece to their day, isn't it? Correct. Correct. You're dealing with so many things and it depends on what side, you know, if if you're a hotel, then you've got your staff, you've got your guests. Mm -hmm. And you might also have investors as well that are sitting there above you that that you've got to kind of look after as well, or the bank if if you've got a loan. Uh, Then if you're in a short-term rental business, 
Or if you're a property manager, it's even worse because you've got the guests, you've got the owners, you've got your staff, and mm-hmm. there's just so much complication. So by the time you've dealt with all of that, there's some person telling you, oh, you need to get a new website. And it's like, well, how am I even going to get people to that website? Yeah. So our philosophy as a business is going, hey, what is it? How, where are you in your journey? What do you need help with? And how can we make a positive return on investment in the time that we put in? That's all that it is. How do we make sure that you're going to make more money through what we do? We're not going to do everything right. We're not going to do absolutely everything because we're not. That's not the stage of your business. We're going to figure out what you can do, Mary or Paul, you've got two properties, what is most appropriate for your strategy, for your uh, skill set, for your budget and everything else so that you actually get make some more money, right? That's the, the yeah. goal of it. It's yeah. not to sell you a website. It's about building a better business. That's exactly it. And we're so aligned in it because in my direct booking success program, that's exactly what I'm doing with people. It's finding out what they can do in their daily business what marketing fits in with their lives and their business. Because you don't have to do it all. You don't have to be dancing around in reels and trying to go viral. You know, it's what's going to get more bookings in. Correct. And one of the, one of the, 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 the biggest things, and if you look back in history, you'll see that all the experts were talking about blogs, 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 blogs. Everyone's going to write a blog and that sort of thing. And I don't know where you sit on the blog thing. So this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Blogs are the death of you. They really are. You spend so much time doing them, so much time filling them out. They're probably, Google probably doesn't care about your blog, to be honest with you. Uh, Who cares, right? There's so many blogs out there. What you should be doing is you should be doing a lead magnet. Lead magnet, same thing. But then you're putting it in and you're getting an email address and you make it really cool and you're getting a positive return, which is that email address. Now you can market it to them rather than just trying to rank higher on Google when, when nobody's, nobody's trying to book accommodation by reading an article about the, the, the scuba diving you can do in your area. It's not the way that it works. And I love this. We're really digressing. We're here to talk about AI and chat and GPT. <laughs> We're all over the map. Oh my goodness. This is great. Yeah, All right. And that's, that's why we're going to do a few of these. I can, I can really feel it. And hopefully for, for those listeners out there, you're getting a bit of a feel as to where we're going to go with this, right? We're going to give some real value in terms of AI and chat GPT that you can use in your business. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So let's start with the real basic questions. Okay. I've got two. I've got what is AI and what is chat GPT? So if anybody out there has just been going, I don't get it. I just don't get what they're talking about. Let's start from the very beginning. Yeah, look, AI has been around for a long, long time. And uh, AI is artificial intelligence is kind of what it's called. And basically, it's a computer that is able, that is acting intelligently and it's very, very loose. But basically being able to do the same task that a human being do would have the same reasoning that a human being would. That's what the intelligence side of it is. There's sort of two sides of the AI, and one of it is sort of like really basic uh, AI, and that kind of stuff would be your predictive text, right? Or if you've gone into a spell check, and we've had a spell check of uh, mm-hmm. tens of years now, and that's artificial intelligence. And now you've got the more sophisticated stuff like ChatGPT. And all of these tools are a lot more advanced and sophisticated. They can answer more complex problems, more complex questions. 
And then they'll put another layer on this, which is called machine learning, where it sees patterns of what's going on. And then it improves the answers that it provides. And that I think is the exciting bit, isn't it? Yes. I think it's really cool. That's right. It gets better and better. Ultimately, it's a computer program that can answer stuff. Right. And that's, that's the easiest way to sort of go, all right, cool. It's just a rare program that does things and you ask a question, gives you answers. Yeah. And chat GPT has come out and it's really, it's changed. Even though we've had AI for a long time, this has really opened it up, hasn't it? For everyone to use. Yeah. So if we're going to go back and do a little bit of a history lesson, open AI has been around for ages. And I only learned this the other way, other day, Jen. Elon Musk was part of this. Did you oh, really? Musk? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he was part of it. And from what I read, right? So that you can quote me on it or not, but from what I read is that him and the developers, they didn't, something went on and then he was like, ah, screw this, I'm out of here. Now he's developing his, he's going back into it and saying, oh, maybe I should relook at this and, and do some more technology. So open AI is the platform. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's been around for ages. And there's many, many tools that have been built on the top of this. That you might have used in the past. So if you've, you've if you've see, heard of Jasper.ai, yes. that was built on the back of OpenAI. Yeah. And all the chat GPT is, is it's just a new skin on top of this program in the background that makes it easier for you and me to communicate with the robot. That's all okay. it is. It's an equation. And these equations, now you'll be able to communicate with it and they just create their skin on it. So it goes, all right, cool. I'll be able to answer your questions in a way that a human being can understand. So I used to, I played around with Jasper AI, oh, I'm going to say a year and a half ago. I was playing around with it and I wasn't getting anywhere with it. So what is the difference between, I guess, time and technology has moved on, but what has made chat GPT so amazing? Why are we jumping on this bandwagon? What have they done that's different? Yeah, look, so just made it more user-friendly is actually the real answer. Okay. It's exactly the same thing. It's it. What, and I don't want to bag out anyone, but when I was using Jasper, they've set these parameters and these rules and these restrictions on how you could use it. So you weren't getting the full breadth and depth of what the, the, the language model could actually do. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but you do something, it'll give you only one answer or three answers, it'll be truncated, and you couldn't really ask it a follow-up question, all of that. They mm-hmm. actually had that as a premium tool. They had some of that stuff where you could do, start to build on it, but they never really opened that part up. So what they did is they, their engineers put together the structure that it's meant to work on. So what's happened here is that it's just, they've given you the ability to interact with their language model in a much more linear manner. Yeah. It's up to you as a user to figure out how you're going to put it all together and give the, the tool context so you can get the answers yeah. that you Okay. So how, it, it is exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. I do have a couple of worries, but we'll get to them. Yeah. But it is really exciting. How can we practically use it? So a property manager, an owner, a hotel manager, whoever it is, how can we practically use it in hospitality? Yeah, look, so I did, I'll tell you my story. I did a five-day challenge. I did this five-day challenge because back in November was the first time that I had touched ChatGPT. 
And because being, you know, a leader in tech is the stuff that I want to be playing around with. And I felt that was a little bit late to the party, maybe like by a month. And, but I'd already used Jasper and then I started using it. And then the first thing you're going to do, if you've never used it before, you're going to go in there, you're going to ask it a question. You go ask it a question about anything that you like, right? And my one, Jen, was how do I get more direct bookings? Mm. Let's, let's give it a go. And it's I, like, oh. Can I just good. say, I think that was pretty much the same question I first asked it as well. <laughs> yeah. And gave me a bunch of answers. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing. And that's for most people that top level that you're going to get to. You're going to ask it a question. It's going to give you an answer. You're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Then what happened is I saw an influencer put up a post on a reel and she said, let me show you how to do 30 social media posts in five minutes using AI. And then I was like, okay, let's have a look at this. Mm -hmm. And so you can use the tool to generate your content, generate your posts. You come up with some ideas and we can work through that in a second and generates 30 posts. But the, the, the amazing thing that I learned is that you can then ask ChatGPT to put those posts in a table. And then what you can do is you can say, all right, so here are the ideas. In the second column, can you please write me a longer blog post about it? And in the third column, give me all the hashtags. No way. Hang on a yeah. second. And I to my challenge. <laughs> <laughs> You caught me out. You caught me out. I haven't done it yet. But I knew about the, the first two steps there, but I, they can give you hashtags as well from it. Yeah. It, oh, and, and your emojis and your emoticons. Really? Put all okay. onto a table for you and then you can get it. Then if you want to go, the last step of this, Jen, is you export or you get it all. You put it into a spreadsheet, save the spreadsheet, jump into Canva, Use Canva to pull it into 30 posts and you can do the 30 posts in one go and it's just going to automatically pull all the content straight in and you don't have to go and copy and paste and type it all in. Wow. Wow. It's a real time saver, isn't it? It's, it's a time saver. Look, there is, you need to finesse it. It's not as easy as that. Look, at it, the five minute thing, yes, it can generate 30 posts in five minutes, but it's not going to give you the, 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 the posts that are appropriate for your business the first time. You're going to have to... It's going to give you the framework for you to work from that you can then improve upon. So that's kind of the, yeah. Sorry, do you look at it as a magic wand or a jumping off point? The more I use it, the more I realize that it's a magic wand. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, The reason why I'm able to use it as a magic wand, because I'm able to give it the right context for it to know what to do with what I'm, whatever, with the question I'm asking it, because you have to understand is that it doesn't understand that the ChatGPT doesn't know what you're asking it or what context you're giving it. Are you writing a Facebook post? Who is that Facebook post targeted at? Why are you writing the post? All of these contextual elements you need to give it before you ask it to do whatever you're asking it to do. And once it's got the context, it'll be far more effective at giving you the answer that you're actually looking for. Okay. 
So just saying like respond to a review, like a, so this is one of the, so some of the things you can do. Mm-hmm. You can ask it to respond to your guest reviews. One of the most time-consuming, frustrating things you're ever going to do is respond to reviews. Like it's, it's good. It's fun, right? It's a good part of hospitality. But to think of something new every single time is really difficult because, you know, you've done 20 of them in a day or whatever. And okay, what am I going to write to this person? I've never actually met them. Great guest. Yeah, exactly. Their money, you know, they checked out. <laughs> so but what else can you write? So they go to ChatGPT and say, hey, uh, please write a response to this review. That's That would be the first sort of iteration of it. But you might go, okay, well, it's giving me these answers, but they're sort of the same, same. And it's not really, it's not doing it in the way that I would write it. So then you're going to get your brand identity and you're going to say, well, we talk with an Australian lexicon or you know like australians do we're a happy jovial company uh, that deals with professionals right so then i'll take that and go all right now write a review but based on the tone and all these parameters i've given you and now you're gonna get a much more effective review that you can then leave i want to just do the finish off this review thing and and Mm -hmm. because the other thing that that i encourage everyone to do is You've got the positive reviews. They're actually a lot easier for us to be able to handle and deal with. Negative reviews are far, far more difficult to add so well. Yeah. Now, you better remember, this isn't my quote, by the way. This is Jasper Rivers. And I don't know the exact quote, but he said, you're not leaving the review. You're not responding to the negative review for that guest. You're responding to it the following guests or the following guests that are reading. But it's a trap. And so many people fall into that trap because you've got emotion tied up with it. Uh, exactly, right? Yeah. We're human beings. Exactly. How dare you write that? And you go, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm going to be measured in my response. But you can't possibly be completely measured because you are a human being. And also, you are constrained by your, this is like philosophy, Constrained by your experiences of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Your Jen's experience of the world is different to my experience of the world, which is different to somebody else's experience of the world. And therefore, you're not going to have all the different possibilities of the answers because you're, you've got one angle that you've, you've grown up yeah. in one way. And that's the, you've got only got that one angle. What Chat GPT does is it gives you more angles to work from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And takes that emotion out of it. And it takes the emotion out of it. And it can be a lot more reasonable. Well, it takes the 100% of the emotion out of it because it's not emotional. Yes, it doesn't have and any. You, you, you can tell it to write in an emotional way, but it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't have ego. Yeah. Right? So for negative reviews, it can be incredibly powerful, but I would... To, to go even further with this, negative reviews are kind of like part and parcel of what we do as hosts. But when you're looking at emails and emails that might have conflict, in, when you're looking at conflict in your life or in relationships, quite often you can actually get it, or get it to help you to sort of workshop a few scenarios, a few answers. Mm-hmm. Um, to give an example. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, I'm going to get killed for this, by the way. <laughs> but no, I've got a, yeah, 
there's a friend of mine that I know. Yes. Yes. I got identifying the person <laughs> was trying to get a new laptop for work, requested it one time, two times, three times, couldn't get any buy-in at all for the laptop. Just, you know, thing. The thing basically was pile of junk, just not working anymore, just really slow, needed the upgrade. But his friend didn't have the linguistic ability to be able to put together an argument in such a way to convince the other party that, hey, I need this laptop. I really actually do need it. I genuinely need it. I just kind of communicated that well for you to understand it. Chat GPT to the rescue. I've been asking for a laptop five times. I need a laptop because of this and this and this and this reason. I need to put together a case for this particular person who's my manager to tell Austin for the new laptop. Could you please write me the email? Did the email, sent it off, got the, the laptop approved the same day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying, so, you know, it's, you've still got to go through. You still have to edit things. You still have to use your own brain. This isn't, it's not like ChatGPT did everything but it's just enabling you to potentially become a better and more effective communicator, which is incredibly important in hospitality and also for direct bookings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're telling me even more that it can be used for things that I hadn't thought of. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look, and so I think the review part of it is great. I think other things that we went through is building avatars as well. Mm-hmm. So how do we build our avatar? How do I identify our ideal guest? How do we describe them? How do we explain them? And then the other part of it that we did, which I encourage everyone to do, is to also look at your search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. So rewriting a lot of your content, your descriptions, your site titles, um, so that they're a bit better than what you and me had done in the past. You can shorten them. You can get this tool to start to work with you in a better way to write better content so that people can can find you and that sort of thing. And what do you do you see any SEO implications with this? I'm thinking, you know, if we start using AI to write, say, blog posts and or listing descriptions or whatever it is on your website, something on your website, then Google will see this and say, hang on a second, you didn't write that. AI wrote that. Well, will they start, will Google start to penalize those who use AI? Very, very good question. A little bit of an unknown territory. Yeah. I'll give you my opinion on it. And sure. it's very important that people realize when you're using tools like this, sometimes you're like, oh, this is the, the holy grail. It's, it's Nibbana, right? Like it's going to solve everything for us. But particularly with Google SEO, even if you're on an OTA, an OTA might be able to recognize these things and penalize you the same way that you, you don't put particular images in your listings, right? You can't put your phone number in your listing, that kind of stuff. So there's, there's different potential repercussions. Now, can, will there be tools to identify chat GPT and, and AI generated content? Yes, there will be tools and it'll be like cat and mouse. So the, the AI will get more better at avoiding the tools and the tools will be detecting it, all of the university stuff. But that's still not accurate. And a lot of these tools that claim to be really good at identifying it, they're still not there yet. So there's there's a little bit of 
as being Google or being a search engine, if you get that wrong, you could potentially penalize a lot of people that shouldn't be penalized and they actually wrote the content, but then they got it wrong. Mm -hmm. So what, do those people get all their websites taken down because they got it wrong? Google so far has not said that they're going to penalize anyone for using AI content. That's that they haven't said that they're going to do it. And if mm -hmm. you actually think about it logically, I actually had a discussion about this on, on my Facebook group about whether the OTAs will penalize you for using AI. And I can't see any of the logical reason they would. Yeah. Like, because all you're doing is you're trying to communicate more effectively with your guests. You know, you're not cheating in the world. You just, all right, well, it didn't come from my brain, but I've, now I'm able to actually explain what the experience is going to be like being in my place. Yeah. So logic to me uh, says that you're going to be fine. The one part that you will get penalized, and this one I can guarantee you'll get penalized, is if you're generating massive amounts of content and just spamming it. So all of the attribution, all of the trust signals that they're looking for to know that you're a genuine business and that you're but genuinely, val genuinely valuable content, that's going to weigh more heavily as time goes. And they've already been doing that for ages because uh, bots have been there generating this kind of stuff. So I don't, I think if you use it with the right intention and if it makes sense and you're not doing it just to, to write 50 articles about whatever, I think you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what sort of comes out of it. Because I know Google's launched its own sort of chat GPT equivalent called Bard, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. they have. And that's that'll be the other thing. I mean, like they'll be able to sniff out Bard way easier than the other tools, right? So they'll be able oh. to know whether it's generated by their tools. So then if they oh. use their tool to put the content back on the internet, which would be a sucker of the internet. <laughs> Yeah, and at yeah, one point it's like, well, who cares where it comes from? It's there. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then but then then, then there's the that that whole other side is that all of this content is generated by someone at some stage, so attribution is the biggest issue that we're facing right now. But which also could be human beings if we go really into this. Where do we get our content from? Do we make it up, or do we? copy something that we've heard from someone in the past. Did we learn it from a teacher? Mm -hmm. So now do we have to attribute everything that we know and we're talking about right now to different teachers at different parts of our of our education? Yeah. Well and I'm a believer that there yeah, I'm a believer that there are no original ideas. Is that we're just we take what we learn, what we see, and then it's our point of view that we bring it back as. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and within our own experience. Okay. So look, I think there's a, a lot of questions that will be asked over the next few years. But the, the biggest the biggest issue is is that it took maybe two or three months from them releasing Chat TPT with a version 3.5 and now they're already at version four. And yeah. that's a huge leap in terms of, of how well it works. So that's the biggest thing is that if it keeps in evolving and developing at this particular pace, that's where these kind of questions, I think that would be on the side or be more, mm -hmm. more, you know, humanity, existence, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't really want to get into that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're already in the weeds, you know, but let's go yeah. back to what we can, you know, what we can actually practically use it for. So we've, we've talked about reviews. We've talked about listing descriptions or on our website. 
We've talked about social posts. We've talked about other ways in our lives. If we're needing to write a letter to somebody or put a case forward about something, something that we just can't put down in words, we can't actively communicate it ourselves. What else? What can we use it in, you know, in hospitality? Very, very good summary. So anything that you can think of where you're communicating in any way. So if you're doing, if you need to get a new employee and you're hiring staff and you want to get that framework done that you can do it, we're putting together a conference at the moment. And this, I swear to God, I did this. I was doing this this afternoon. Um, I talked to the venue, we booked the venue and they said for each person, this is the different amounts that like, you know, food is going to be this, the lunch and the coffee and the drinks and the thing and blah, blah, blah. Then we've got our fixed expenses for speakers and lighting and audio and blah, like a budget, right? Yeah. And But I had it all on a, on a notepad. And I just grabbed that notepad. I chucked it at the judge GPT. I said, hey, can you please give me the budget? But now do it for 30, 60, 100 and 500 people and give me a breakdown of, of how much that will cost per person and then how much I should price my tickets at. And I did it. So, uh, so no more spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually asked it to put it into spreadsheet. Yeah, so we have for you. Yeah, but but I didn't have to do it and kind of, uh, you know, like that, that stuff isn't complicated to do. But the fact that it can grab your notes and summarize it, put it in. So, other things that you can do is also just design your lead magnets and your uh, guides for your guests. So, there's kind of two areas. Guides for your guests is really interesting. It's something we actually tackled during the talent challenge as well because. You can ask it about things to do with your, uh, this is probably my favorite, favorite thing that we did is we went through and we went, chat GPT, I would like you to set the scene for a couple visiting my city, call it Melbourne, because I'm in Melbourne, who is staying in my accommodation for two days. In my city, I think the best things to do is to go to some of the top restaurants and to go to the theater. My place is, and then I'll, we copy the description from our listing. So we went, oh, mm-hmm. two bedrooms, bathroom, shower, blah, 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 whatever. This is the place that they're staying at. Right. So we don't have to write that again. And then at the end of it, go, it said, please set out what the perfect two-day romantic getaway will look like and put it in prose, a couple of paragraphs. And then it goes through and it goes through and it says, be swept away for a romantic weekend in Melbourne. You're going to walk down the cobbled streets and then go to the theatre and then tuck yeah. into this bed and the shower in it. So then it's explaining the experience of what it's actually going to be like and give you all of that that knowledge and all those things where if you have to think about it and kind of, you can, anyone can do this stuff, right? But you want to do your research, you want to think about it. But doing that really effective, especially let's say we're doing like a promotion, right? Like a romantic getaway package type thing, then you can do it for that. So that, that was very, very, very effective. So effective that we had people go in and do this kind of editing their descriptions. Um, and then they'll get more bookings overnight. This is on the OTAs, mm-hmm. be it. but there'll be more bookings overnight because now people could actually see themselves staying at their property. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. So it, it almost sounds like the only limit to it is your own imagination. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. It's a learning process. 
you learn as you go. My top tip is to give it context before you get going. You need to give it as much context as you possibly can, and it will get, give you much, much better answers. Mm-hmm. Pay for the upgrade to ChatGPT4. That's definitely recommended because if you get it working for you and getting working for you effectively, it's like 20 bucks a month, but that should be insignificant. My third tip for everyone is train your staff. Like, you know, you using it, cool, whatever, you can learn it. If you can get all your staff using it, and if you can save five or 10 hours of their time a week, or if you can make them more effective communicators with your guests, with your owners, with all the key stakeholders, you're going to save yourself a fortune, potentially make yourself even more money. So train your staff is a number one top tip about using ChatGPT. And if you haven't tried it, just go in and play with it. Because I think, you know, yes, you can ask that first question, see what it comes back with. But it's the tweaking that I think is really interesting where you can ask it to, to do whatever you want or, you know, different tones of voice and, you know, giving it more context. But I think you're right about putting that context in first. All of a sudden you'll be writing a blog post in the, in the tone of Barack Obama or Donald Trump. <laughs> <Do> you imagine. <laughs> Okay, it is, you know, you can do so much, but you you get in, give it a go, I jump on and, and you can go grab the course that I did as well. That's available. It's uh, can I can I plug it? It's uh, definitely online yeah. slash AI. Hopefully you'll be in the, in the show notes. And so what we've got is we've got the recordings from the five day challenge and you can jump in there and then go through through all of those sessions. And the feedback that we've had has been extraordinary. People have literally written saying this has changed my life. Mm-hmm. So, and it has well, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> I'm so no, going to go do it. That? I am. Yeah. I'm going to totally do it. I think, I think, look, I mean, like even through this, you've already picked up some bits and pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And through that, you've got it's a bit more practical, just sort of really seeing how it's all done. You've got some exercise. You're like, do this, do this, do this. It's, what is it? Five months of 15 minutes. So easy peasy. Oh. You'll, you'll do yeah. it in an hour or two and, and, and and you're you're well equipped to get yourself going. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. I have loved speaking with you today. I've learned so much. And people sometimes ask me, why do you have this podcast? Well, this is why, because I get to learn from people who've gone out there and taught themselves or, you know, are experts in the field. And I really appreciate it. So as our title, a direct booking success of this podcast is I'd like to ask you, what does direct booking success mean to you? Oh, look, over, over 40% is the number. Lots of people and they're like, oh, look, if you're, if you're under 40%, give me or Jen a call. That's the answer. You, <laughs> you, if, you're, if you're relying on more than 40, uh, uh, if you're relying on, the numbers are got confused in my head for a second, but if you're over relying on OTAs or other channels, you need to give us a call. And just to make it clear as well, direct booking success does not mean that they're all on your website. It means that they're booking through you directly, be it over the phone, be it through email, through WhatsApp, through mm-hmm. all those different tools. So if it's under 40%, you have a problem that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. You know, there's so many ways to get direct booking success for yourself. So, yeah. Good. Well, thank you, Bart. Thank you so much. 
My absolute pleasure. And the website again for people to go and do the chat GPT challenge. It's ibooked.online forward slash AI. If you want to reach out to me, it's ibooked.online forward slash Bart. It's a B-A-R-T, just my name. And then you've got all the links to our Facebook groups, socials, all the good stuff in there. Right. And I will put those in the show notes too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Bart, for joining me today. I do have an inner tech geek and I've loved our conversation. To join Bart's AI challenge, head over to the show notes at directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast for the link. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. See you next time.